Hey guys, welcome back to another Weird Wednesday. I'm Ashers and this is Pato. Um, in case you guys can't tell, I am and and maybe you don't know yet, but you will. I'm still very sick. I'm uh I don't know what's going on here. Um <laughs> You sound slightly more Midwestern than usual. Do I? I probably do, yeah. <laughs> I just don't have it in me to to put on anything but my natural voice. I don't know. Um if that I guess. Uh just sucks you know i've been it's the fucking middle of summer you know it's the beginning of hot girl summer and I've, there's nothing hot about this except for my fucking fever so it's been <laughs> it's been great but um you know but I, I'm, I'm not soft so you know we're gonna get this episode out that's uh, <laughs> i'm still i'm still gonna work um right you know that's uh i i do i do have uh paypal and cash app if you guys want to you know tip me start um, giving you need to start giving those those i know uh, you don't do that so i don't I is it on your link tree that, it is be actually stuff. yeah it is okay I, I, you, can, you can look at my link tree maybe i'll just fuck it i'll just link it in the description i'm getting better at this so i will link it in the description <laughs> you can right. pay me money you can actually if you're if you're listening to anchor you can uh support the podcast um with a monthly contribution via anchor um there there is a way to do that i keep promising all these great things like a patreon and a website and all that it, it's happening it's just that you know other things keep happening too so anyway i just i know how, how desperate you guys are to give me your money so i'll, I'll figure out a way for you to do that <laughs> But anyway, right, and it's all going to go to her because I don't need people trying to claim child support on any of this shit for my cut of it. <laughs> so it is all going to her. None of this is going anywhere near me. No yeah. one's getting fucking eighteen percent of it. This is. But you could probably write it off as a donation on your taxes. Like, oh, I donate my whole salary to this this fucking crazy redhead. No, because then I I'd, I'd have a crazy redhead in Crestwood trying to get fucking. <laughs> 18% of it. So no, I, I, I <laughs> yeah, gained no income from this. I gained no income from this. That's true. That's true. Well, anyway, um, how was your, how was your weekend? My weekend was pretty awesome. It was, uh, it was very much a return to form from my early twenties. I got super, super wasted Friday night. Yeah. Um, very quickly. Cause it was, it was super, it was very hot here in Chicago all week. So I was probably running a little bit low on the fluids and uh when i finally sat down friday night to watch uh the drive-in and i caught probably the last two-thirds of evil speak and um yeah which was a great movie oh my god oh yeah oh sometimes yeah. you know this is my first season watching uh joe bob's drive-in and sometimes it, i feel like it does not kind of deliver on the hype that uh predated me actually sitting down to watch it every friday night totally this the first movie this week totally delivered on it 100 percent uh and i still need to go back and watch things but um evil speak was things yet no i have not but after after the awesomeness that was evil speak i will definitely check it out because that was that was the best time i've had at the movies all year yeah put that on the fucking poster that was great um and i also managed to get completely annihilated by the end of it uh even though i didn't even you know, it was like a two-hour movie with the little intermission stuff. And, like, the last thing I remember from uh, Joe Bob was the, the Clint Howard song. And then I think yeah. I got up and, like, had a cigarette outside and came back. And the movie was going and it was, like, in subtitles. And I was like, fuck this. And I put on Rick and Morty and uh, yeah. kind of passed out sitting up in my chair. Yeah, that's too bad because you would have really liked that movie it was day of the beast have you seen it 
No, no, I'm oh, not. Oh my gosh, you would have really liked it. It's it's got it's about like metal and like you know. Was call. it Italian or French? Uh, that's a really good question. I want to say <laughs> one of the Romance languages. It doesn't really matter. I don't know. Right, you had to read the shit. I mean, but you should go back and watch <laughs> that one. But but you know, watch things first. Um, but we'll no, no, Day of the Beast is really good too. Um, it, it was really a lot of fun. It was it was a really at first I was like, eh, because I'm not really into like. I don't know. I'm not into like religious type movies or anything, but like, you know, like um, people might hate me for this, but like, I don't like The Exorcist. That shit's boring. It's boring as fuck. I, I, I am not going to disagree with you. Yeah. I, I like it, but I don't, I think the, the regard that it's held in is kind of like, it feels like people my age that worship the Beatles and you're like, yeah, man, the Beatles were good and they did their thing, but right. they're fucking old. Like, can't you? Isn't there something more contemporary that speaks yeah. to you? The classics oh, will always be the classics. Will right. always be the classics. But talk, you know, instead of talking about the Exorcist, talk about how fucking awesome the Mist is or something. I don't know. Or, well, right. I mean, I just I, the Exorcist. I just feel like is very outdated now. I mean, I, obviously it made its mark. I'm not going to shit right. on it for that. I'm not going to shit on it at all. You know, yeah, you, you can't. I mean, it's a great film. And right, I love it's a fine piece, freaking. right. And, and I get yeah. that. But, like, but you know, my point is, I'm not usually into those types of movies. Um, Day of the Beast, though, I was, man, I was all for it. That that That's a good fucking movie. Yes, it's in subtitles. Power through it. It's worth it. I promise. Um, it's it's hilarious. I don't know if it was supposed to be or not, but I thought it was. So, <laughs> maybe not. But it's got like metal and stuff in it. You know, it's about like I don't know Satan and stuff. So, yeah, I don't want to give too much away. But no, it was good. I have zero problem with subtitles, but I, I will I will say that Friday night was not the right moment for me to be trying to watch a film in subtitles. Um, but on average they don't bother me at all you know i've gone and seen subtitles yeah. in the theater and shit it, it, it's actually that's the better way to if it's the better way to watch them because there's less distractions and you kind of have to be focused on it subtitled movies you can't casually glance down on your phone or try to live tweet them sure. because you can't when once you look away from the screen you miss you're completely so cut off from what's happening yeah, yeah. And, and like i watch all my everything that i watch i watch with captions on anyway because I don't know. My sister's deaf, and we always have, and so that's I'm used to that. And plus, you know, I don't want to like miss anything. I miss a lot. Sometimes I'm like, "What? What did he say?" Because I'm I don't know. I'm stupid. I don't know. I do that. Me, but like <laughs> that's what I do. And uh, you know, so I'm I mean I'm used to that anyway. I just I don't know. Plus, I you know we were kind of just talking. I watch really fucked up movies, and most of them aren't American. So um, right. <laughs> that's kind of just my flavor. Um, but no, yeah, watch that. It was it was good. This Friday, it's coming Friday is uh, the season finale for the last drive-in. So I'm sad. I feel like it it came and went too fast. I don't know. But yeah. I guess I you know just have all good things must come to an end. Well, they'll be back, you know. But uh, I don't know. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see if they show. Um, yeah. And friend of the friend of the podcast, Mike Vanderbilt, will be live tweeting from the mutant family account. Yeah. So yeah. make sure you follow them and harass him. Yeah, if you do the mutant family thing, definitely go harass Mike. Um, ask him to send you sexy pictures because he will. Um, <laughs> and if yeah. he doesn't, if he doesn't hit me up because I got, I got some. Actually, now that I think about it, I have one that I'll probably post Friday night of me and him. Do it in a, ho- in a hotel room together uh, <laughs> in bathrobes. I can only so. imagine, but you should definitely do it. Yeah, um, but yeah, so that was that was fun. Well, I did that. It was a perfect night for me to do. Like I said, I've been sick. You know, my my kid went camping and uh, well. She kind of went camping, but she, well, I'm just going to say she went camping and, uh, sure. you know, she's been gone like for days, for days. And uh, Is she okay? Yeah, she's all right. <laughs> she's alive. <laughs> 
she's just not here. Um, but, uh, you know, she's been gone and I, I've been looking forward to this time. I'm like, oh, good. I'm going to have like, I'm going to have like four nights without my kid. I'm going to fucking live it up. It's going to be great. Right. I'm sick to death. So yeah. <laughs> I haven't done anything, you guys, which, you know, I guess it's really funny. Um, you know, the universe has a really hilarious way of like kicking you in the ass and telling you to slow down. And I suppose maybe that's what this is. And like, it's funny because for the first time on social media, I don't, I'm not like much, I don't bitch a lot. I really don't. I mean, if you guys know me, I really don't complain a lot. I'm not very negative. Um, but for the first time since this whole sickness and I've been sick for like a week and a half, I posted on social media yesterday and somebody was like, well, I'd tell you to rest, but I know you're not going to do that. So (laughs) it's just like, well, (laughs) you know, life goes on, you're sick, life goes on, whatever. Um, but anyway, so what else did anything, any other exciting, uh, you know, Oh yeah. So sad. Yeah. Saturday. I, uh, well, first of all, I re I have to kind of backtrack on something I said last episode. Uh, so I rewatched Cruella because I had my daughter uh, yeah. Saturday evening yeah. and I actually finished watching it. And my wife called me out on this because she listens to the podcast and she's like, you know, you pretended that you watched Cruella, but you fell asleep like halfway through, which oh. I did. Right. But I'm 40 years old. Like I fall asleep all the fucking time at, during movies. Like it's just something that happens at this age. If it's not good, I fall asleep during it. So um, I did miss the second half of Cruella. So last episode when I talked about it, I talked about there being one American band. The door It was The Doors. Uh, I was completely wrong. There's actually a ton of American music in it. And there's an even bigger, more prominent scene uh, with the Iggy and the Stooges thing where there's, she does a fashion show that I want to be your dog, which is cool in its own right. But then you're like, oh, yeah, because it's from 101 Dalmatians. So it's like it kind of works on that level, too. Yeah. But, uh, so that was, that was Saturday. Now, after that, um, I got sick and I think it might've been because of something I ate. I'm not entirely sure, but I had like, I I went to, went to go to bed Saturday night. I had like horrendous, like stomach problems. Like my stomach was on fire and it, it was like super swollen and like, just like a hard bubble. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I kind of got a beer belly, but you know, it's, it's squishy. And this wasn't like that. This was like, I had a bowling ball under my shirt or something and it was super hard. And I was in a lot of pain and was able to like fall asleep Saturday night briefly for like two hours. And then I woke up at like midnight and I was in like the worst pain of my life. And I honestly thought that like, I was going to have to go to the hospital or something like it was so it was so bad. And um, a little backstory. So I'd taken like a fair amount of edible Saturday okay. <laughs> and yeah. Friday. Okay. And I had I, I got these edibles that like usually I give them to my dog, but they're like they're um like they're called mints, but they're basically like pills, like aspirin pills. Right. And mm-hmm. but they're kind of minty, but they got THC in them, which is totally legal here in Illinois. And um, so I had taken a couple of those on Saturday throughout the day. And so there's that, right? And I had a lot of I probably still had booze in my in my stomach from Friday because I drank right. a whole bunch of it. I uh, didn't drink it all on Saturday, but then like I want to say, I don't think I have ulcers, but like I could. Right. Cause I've, I've, when I get nervous sometimes, cause or like stressed out, my stomach has a tendency to flip flop. Basically, my whole entire life, 
before every single like punk show I've ever played, before every DJ set I've ever done, before every film festival I've ever gone to, I always throw up on the car ride there, like without fail. I get okay. nervous, my stomach starts flip flopping, I fucking puke. Right, it just happens, and um, I don't know if I I I don't know if the, it's because I have ulcers, but usually like when stress induces vomiting like that's not good you know what i mean so but other than that i don't really have stomach issues okay so when i woke up saturday night i was sick i drank a whole bunch of water and just kind of like made myself like throw up a little bit and then i sat in the recliner and i was i was like completely naked (laughs) and like i sit in the recliner and like the in like the back room and I started hallucinating so fucking hard. And it was it was like a fucking mushroom trip. It was what? so yes, it was so intense. Every time I closed my eyes, it was like this crazy, vibrant it, you ever see two thousand one A Space Odyssey when like when the astronaut touches the thing at the end and all that shit starts flying through the this field of vision and stuff? It was like that. It was, it was so, it was, it wasn't, it didn't scare me. It wasn't like, it didn't give me an anxiety or anything. I was in the right frame of mind where I just kind of enjoyed it and was like, what the fuck is this? Like, we're going on a ride, man. And uh, it was, it was really fucking intense. And I don't know if it was what i don't know if you know because you know you're not supposed to drink on certain type of medication because the way it interacts with your stomach ulcers exa- ulcers can uh exasperate that and like kind of make it more intense i don't know if the thc pills that i took were too chalky and aspirin-y and sometimes that can upset your stomach i don't know if it was the food that i ate friday night you know what i mean because like my daughter got kind of sick too but she was out playing softball all afternoon, so she might have just had heat stroke. Hot, like, right. Yeah, like there's so many different factors at play. And I definitely wasn't like clean and sober, right? Like I was sober, like I hadn't drank a drop on Saturday, but I mean I drank until like 2 a.m. or I don't even fucking know when on Friday. Um so there was a lot of shit in my system still probably. But it was pr- it was pretty crazy. And it was it was very enjoyable and very intense, and it was one of those like I can only it was it was a positive hallucinatory experience. And I didn't and I didn't see anything. There was no you know it wasn't like a DMT trip. There was no entities or anything involved. But um, it was definitely enjoyable. <laughs> okay. And I just kind of sat up Saturday night and like rode that out for about an hour, <laughs> and then eventually that wore off and I passed out in the chair for a couple hours and then crawled back into bed at like five a.m. So oh. yeah, so that was my weekend. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh you know it's just been prepping for um you know two things to pimp real quick we have another people who make shit uh or people who make stuff i'm sorry <laughs> okay. um episode coming out uh in the near future um with what's his name drew schmidt drew schmidt yeah 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 so uh listeners of the podcast be on the lookout for that it was a that was a really 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 we never kind of did a debriefing after that but like for somebody yeah. that I was like, I don't know what this guy's going to talk about. Like, it'll be kind of cool to talk about his game. We got really in depth about like the psychology of being an artist and the creative process yeah. and stuff. Yeah. It got, that got really like, like group therapy. I did. Um, <laughs> it and did. I, I really can't wait for that to come out because I, I would say that's 
one of my um I don't, I don't know if it's in top 10 yeah fuck drew's a good guy i'll say it's my top 10 one of my top 10, 10 like podcasting experiences with that was that interview it was it was oh. very good you know it was very well, like it's probably the first time i've ever really gone into an interview which i, I guess we're kind of going to do this a lot with with this series but um without really knowing anything about you know the, the person that that was in it. it's not like i didn't know anything um right. but, you know usually a lot of the guests that like we've had on this show have been like um you know friends and like people that you know I've, i i know when i have like some type of a rapport with you know what i mean so for public figures that have done like a dozen other interviews that right. you could listen to and you know what they're going to come in and talk about right exactly exactly and uh so it, so it was an interesting experience to kind of you know go in it um just kind of cold you know i don't say cold turkey but uh, you know i guess that's what we did just kind of you know wing it and, and see the natural flow of the conversation it was very very natural um but yeah no it was it was good and um it should be out um you know i'm gonna you know what fuck it i'm committing it'll be out friday ah, I, I wasn't gonna push you to do I that but i mean i did, did it, it. i know now it. that it's out there it has to yeah. um so you know of course again i'm i'm very ill but yeah. And then, you know, I've got another interview set up this week with a couple of um, other podcasters. I do other things as well. Um, but, you know, they make stuff. And um, if, if you would like to make stuff, definitely get a hold of us and, and we will schedule you guys in there. Um, I know a lot of people have. I, I keep saying this. A lot of you have. And I, I see them. I see your messages. And I love you. And you will come on the show. Just, you know, obviously, again, I'm, I'm, I'm sick and, and life and, you know, it'll happen. It'll happen. So go to October 2020 Instagram of ashers and try to imagine what that woman's dm folder looks like oh i thought, I thought that was august <laughs> oh was it august yeah, uh, yeah. okay <laughs> yes go to august <laughs> it's been a hot minute but uh they'll start re-emerging soon um you <laughs> it's know, like the cicadas they pop out every couple months every august <laughs> yeah every august they come alive but uh yeah so imagine yeah. what imagine what her dms look like so just give her fucking time to sort through the wheat from the shaft and you know it's well, that was like the picture I posted today, and I'm like making my stupid face, and I make that face a lot, guys. To be honest with you, like you guys think that like I'm I'm actually like attract, like I'm not. Like my facial expressions are just fucking goofy, and I look like a weirdo. Oh, you um, mean sometimes girls suck in their cheeks when they take pictures? I didn't fucking know that. No, actually, I don't do that. <laughs> I, see, I don't do that. Um, because if I did, then my cheekbones would just be out. They're already fucking outrageous enough. I don't need help. Um, but no, I just, I'm just very expressive. You know, if you guys have ever seen me on like a live or anything and I try to like calm it down, but just my face speaks volumes. And, uh, so yeah. I posted the picture with my dumb face and somebody had commented on it and they were like, oh, it looks like you're, you know, taking a dump or something. And I was like, <laughs> maybe she is. Well, and I was like, subscribe to the Patreon and find and out. Find out. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was like, you know, I told him, I was like, guy, let's be honest. Nobody is looking at my face in this picture. <laughs> Oh, that's not entirely true. <laughs> I mean, when you're all tits, I don't know. Uh, I wasn't, so I would look at my own face. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. I don't care. I mean, you know, you, you got assets, you got to use them. So right. that's, that's what you do. Um, but anyway, so no, I will get back to people. It, it will happen. We will have you on the People Who Make Stuff show. You know, and of course, on Wednesdays, we talk weird. If you have something weird to talk about, come on the show. Fuck it right um, or email yeah. us email us your stories email us your stories right we'll read your stories um you know or dm them or whatever um all of my information maybe i should just start posting my personal link tree on the in the description that way everybody's got everything yeah um but all of my information's on there uh for you to contact me and and whatnot but 
I wonder, you can email the the show. The show has its own email address on Wednesdays. We talk weird at gmail.com. So there you go. email the show. But anyway, I wanted to promote the clubhouse thing too. Yes, we have two big clubhouse events coming up. Yeah, you got one tomorrow with Tobias. I do, I do. So and tomorrow, a bunch of other people. The the list keeps growing. Very cool people. It's done now. Um, okay, so tomorrow night on Clubhouse, you guys know uh, we've been doing the Clubhouse thing. Um, Pat's been starting to get more involved with it, which is wonderful. Um, and and other people. I mean, it just continues to grow. We're part of the Cryptozoology Club over on the Clubhouse app. Um, tomorrow evening, usually Wednesday nights, we do the Bigfoot Society podcast recording. Uh, Jeremiah Byron has taken a break for the month of June, so we've all kind of picked up the slack. Um, I was given a date. My date is tomorrow, and uh, well, I'm sorry, my date is today, Wednesday. <laughs> just, just give like the date date to people. Uh, what is the date? The 16th. The 16th. That's the date. On the 16th right. of June, um, I will be uh having uh hosting a room where we talk about Mothman. We talk about kind of the origins of Mothman and modern day and what, wherever it takes us. But the really cool thing about it is it's not just myself. You guys know I know Mothman. I know my Mothman stuff. But it's also um Tobias Whalen and mm-hmm. Emily Whalen from. Um, the singular Fortean society you guys know tobias he's been on the show he's authored the lake michigan mothman book he's kind of the chicago mothman guy um and then of course there's going to be aaron dees who is from hey strangeness um aaron is very kind of new to the game um he's actually he's kind of adorable um but he's uh he's very new to researching but he's got some very cool french ideas and i'm excited to have him talk about those ideas more and especially in a space like uh, mothman area because he's good at that and then we also have heather moser from small town monsters who um you know also knows her mothman stuff small town monsters you guys know they've made the mothman trilogy um they're currently filming on the trail of the lake michigan mothman you know other stuff they're they're big people in the cryptozoology world so we got that Pat, you want to tell about Thursday? I'm sorry, that's uh, June 16th at at 10:30 p.m. So, yeah, Thursday we're t- we're we're talking about Bigfoot movies, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Me and that guy Greg. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't know. You probably no, know. No, Greg's a really good guy, actually. Uh, yeah. So uh, so Pat is going to be on the Cryptocasters show on the Cryptozoology Club and Clubhouse um at 9 30 p.m eastern on the 17th and uh they're going to be talking about uh bigfoot bigfoot exploitation films or you know just uh weird bigfoot movies um pat's really good at that stuff they're they're also going to be on with uh jonathan dodds who's an amazing artist um he's 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 big on instagram i think his instagram account is like jonathan dodds draws or something um so very cool guy he's really into the stuff jonathan actually gave me a recommendation for this really weird fringe like 70s movie i'll have to pull it up and figure out what it is but um so he he kind of knows this stuff too so Ooh, if you guys are do you remember the name of it because i was going to recommend that's the reason part of the reason i brought this up because i wanted to recommend one for you too i can pull it up real fast give me two seconds hold on mine's tanya's island but it, i want to see what he recommended it's not it was... tanya's island it okay. is the alien factor it's from 78 oh yeah he was talking about that uh in the last show we he did. was yeah 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 he was he's yeah. yeah so and I, I haven't watched it yet but maybe maybe that's what the one i'll watch and i'll talk about i might get on the panel i don't know yet we'll see um, watch the trailer for tanya's island though there, there's a lot of it on youtube the whole movie might be on youtube but the trailer definitely is well a lot of these movies are you know that's what greg was saying at first he was asking me he was, he was asking me if you might be interested in coming or you know if i knew anything about these bigfoot 
movies or whatever and uh, you know he was like yeah i mean there's a lot of them for free on amazon prime and i'm like Tubi also Tubi has a bunch i mean there's you can find these things in abundance you know there's there's no shortage of fucking bigfoot movies so (laughs) i'm doing willow creek have you ever seen that we talked about that uh when we had ryan tremblay on okay should i not talk about it do you think it's been done no, you can talk okay. about it because you're going to have right. a different audience over there. So definitely right, talk about it. Oh, um, yeah. Me and Ryan talked about it when we had him on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you that's what Ryan you're saying. Yeah, that's my go-to. That's my favorite one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um, You know, whatever whatever you prefer. Yeah. And, I mean, they've probably seen it. It's popular enough. So, oh, yeah. Um, you know, it might, it might make for some good discussion. Anyway, so that's that's Thursday evening, the 17th, over on Clubhouse. If you guys need an invite, we can send you one. Clubhouse is now open to iPhone and Android users. So nice i love clubhouse that's my favorite uh you haven't been have you not been on there like in the past week or so because usually i get notifications when you're on and then i'll just like oh really and then you'll follow me around yeah i mean like you know (laughs) oh no i uh i i guess i haven't really been on there much um with with jeremiah taking a break like we were supposed to do the uh cryptid news on saturday well you know that's right i was and, waiting for that yeah. yeah and and we usually do it we do it every saturday at at 2 p.m and you know we told jeremiah that we would continue to do the news and i don't mind doing it but the issue that arose with it is that there hasn't been any cryptid news guys like it's been really difficult to find news on cryptozoology because everybody's just talking about disclosure and aliens and like i guess you know like the latest news is that there was this sky quake off of the coast of california i don't know if you saw that or not um but there was a sky quake off the coast of california and like they felt it through california all the way down through mexico um you know it shook people's homes and everybody's like what the hell was that it's like akin to like the big booms well what they're finding out is uh because of these like radars and shit that are always recording all the time was that um it was some type of aircraft making a sonic boom going at record speeds and nobody's i mean i guess nobody's really talking about that i haven't seen it that much anywhere um but yeah i mean they don't know what what aircraft it was you know they're not saying what it looked like or may have looked like or anything like that they're just saying that it was an aircraft creating a sonic boom that created the skyquake that fucking rattled california all the way through mexico it's it's been a big a big hot topic um so you know there's that for news i guess yeah, i guess i had a couple um there's there's an incident that happened down in hawaii that called for several F-22s to show up, and nobody really knows why. We don't have the we don't have the report on that yet. We just know that there were three of them, um, because and they were called there specifically for an incident, and that's all we know. Oh wow! Um, so <clears throat> you know things. I mean, are things heating up? Yes and no. I mean, there's been a lot of nothing. Just a lot of people giving their opinions and stuff. Uh, I know you know President Clinton came out and spoke about his opinion on everything, and uh, Clinton was was very um, gung ho about the UFO stuff. Um, he really wanted to, well, allegedly, you know, give people what we knew, declassify things. He also wanted to get to the bottom of JFK. He was really, like, he really wanted to do Clinton? that. Clinton, Bill Clinton, yep. Yeah. President Bill Clinton, yep. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so he was a big conspiracy kind of guy. Um, and, you know, so he he shared his public opinion, and he's just like, well, I can tell you that I didn't have relations with those ufos and you know he probably did so (laughs) we've had um twice this week and this this isn't a a totally it's it's definitely uncommon but it's not like it never happens we've had uh low-flying helicopters uh uh, three of them doing maneuvers through uh downtown chicago and uh 
they usually do it. Um, it's like the National Guard, and they do urban pacification drills, which is just as ominous as it sounds. Yeah, <laughs> but they'll they'll do them from time to time in the city, where uh, they just kind of like run drills where if they had to dis- dispatch troops into the loop into the downtown area and uh the the helicopters will come in off the chicago river and kind of fly low through the buildings and then uh practice dropping people off on rooftops or in you know uh areas of the city that they have kind of sectioned off for this stuff and i first saw it when i was working down there and i was on the roof doing my mechanical rounds at one of the buildings i worked at and and two helicopters were basically like flying um kind of like parallel like to me on the roof and i look over and i could see the guys in there and i was like holy shit there was like one guy like in the gunner seat and i was like what the fuck is this and i I googled it and i saw that it was going on and that's been going on all this week uh in the city so um yeah i noticed it uh monday and, and today today i only saw one of them but monday there was there was three of them that were doing maneuvers uh, all along Lakeshore and into the city and stuff, and it's you know, and we get a lot of that here with the with the Air Force Base, yeah, um, you know, being right there. So I mean, we're we're no stranger to things like that. It's just that when that stuff does happen, they tell us, you know, there's a way to find it, and uh, not that like it's not it's it, well sometimes it'll be on the news, but it's all like open information. You can go on the Wright Patterson Air Force right. website yeah. and find it, um, and things like that. So I don't know. We uh, have the. We have the Great Lakes Naval Base, and a lot of stuff is run yeah. out of that, too. That's yeah. just a little bit north of the city. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, you guys do. That's cool. That's very, very cool. I mean, you know, some of the stuff is interesting, and it's like, I don't know. I, I mean, I guess I got to keep up on appearances with there. I don't know. I'm curious to see what happens with the F-22. Well, that's what they said. It wasn't a drill. The F-22 is in Hawaii. It wasn't a drill. Um, it, it was an incident. It's just that nobody's told us what yet. Uh, this just happened Sunday, I believe. And then the uh, the skyquakes. Um, you know that there's no recorded drill. I mean, could it have been a drill of some sort? You know, could it have been testing and it's classified? It could have been. Um, but nobody's really come out to say. They're just kind of saying they don't know yet. Just like with the uh, you know, with the uh, disclosure reports. That's all it is. We just don't know anything. Um, it's it's very annoying, isn't it? Right. I don't know, but. So I was talking to a friend and uh, an old friend we were catching up. My best friend, Will. Some people are kind of familiar with, with best friend, Will. Um, but, you know, we were just kind of talking and I don't remember what exactly brought this up. Um, but but I got the bright idea to ask him a question. And I'm now going to ask you, Pat. I'm going to ask you the question. Okay? Somebody comes to you. Okay. And they go, listen, at absolutely no cost to you, I'm going to give you one of of these two objects and here are your options number one a delorean now not a not a time traveling delorean just you know the car okay or or you could have the white ford bronco (laughs) um which one which one would you choose being a midwesterner the white ford bronco because i wouldn't want to drive the delorean in the winter <laughs> but i guess you know what i mean like I, I live in a place where there's snow we don't buy camaros here <laughs> like we don't need sports cars in, in illinois um you no know, i mean i think I, at that point i'm looking at resale resale value and i think that yeah. the ford bronco would probably net so more bad. than the delorean 
You know? Right. Well, right. I mean, I yeah, I think so. That's what we were talking about. You know, that Bronco. I think it was on sale kind of recently. Um, Although I will say this: know, if it's I had, you know, like no, no, I'm thinking life. about it. Being that I'm, um, yeah, now that I've become more of an entrepreneur in my age, and I think that if I did have a DeLorean, I could probably rent it out to bars when they have their '80s nights. I don't know. Well, if, that's true. If, yeah, and I could probably make more money running a DeLorean rental business where, like, oh, your I don't bars know. You rent out the white Ford Bronco during the '90s nights. <laughs> <laughs> just I would, during all kinds of functions. I won't. E- I won't even bother naming the different things that we could rent that out for. But yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I so think, I, mean, uh, I don't know. You know, the issue with that is that like the the white Ford Bronco. Well, not just the white Ford Bronco, but the uh, the Ford Bronco. Man, that's the ugliest fucking car I've ever seen in my entire life. My uncle had one, so I kind of romanticized them. Because as a child, I remember riding around in them a lot. They were oh. basically. I have a Ford Escape. It's like the same thing. Oh, you, you know a, what I mean? Both have the same car. I didn't know that. You drive a Ford Escape? I do. Oh my god! That's so funny. What color is yours? Uh, I had a blue one, and then it met an untimely demise last summer. So now I, I'm dr- driving my wife's gray one. I say I, I have a blue one. Really? That's oh, what I had. Yeah. 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 That's so 2000, funny. Two thousand eleven. Mine's a 2010. Mm. That's so fun. I had no idea with the same car. <laughs> That's exciting. That's fucking nutty. Yeah, no, I guess know, it makes... It's older now, but like, man, that car has treated me so good. I, I've got no reason. And I love it. I got no reason to, to, to give it up. But, you know, I, I'm only the second owner of it. So it's like, you know, why, why, why would I trade it in? My mom's I like, like mine too. Well, yeah, I mean, it's apparent like it's great. Like, yeah. like you can fit your kids in there and you can fit other people's kids but you can't fit too many kids you don't get stuck taking the neighborhood anywhere and um if you gotta you know i have my tools in the back and and right. you know when i do my stuff so it's yeah it's like kind of the perfect size for me i really wouldn't want anything too much bigger you could still park in normal parking spots right it's not too big that you're an asshole but it's you know not right. not small i mean it's big enough to you know hold a certain amount you know you can take it to the drive-in and pop the seats down make a little bed i mean you know there's things you can do and so it's uh <laughs> It's nice, you know. But anyway, okay, we're off. We're off topic. Um, well, obviously, there's a reason why I brought up the, the question. Um, and you know, the audience knows because you guys see the names of the episode. So we're gonna talk about the uh, Mr. O.J. Simpson, the the juice. And, and did he do it? Did he do it? Um, now I know initially what you're thinking because the title of the episode is probably like "Is O.J. Innocent" or something like that. Um, because I'm, I'm going to clickbait the shit out of you, but it's not clickbait because we're actually going to talk about it. Right. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, and we and did research, we did, we did our, yeah. we, did, we did our research. We did the Google and stuff. Um, actually I've been really into the OJ case for a very long time. Now, listen, I know everybody was into the OJ case at some point, but like when, when this all happened, I, I was, a, I was a very young child. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it, I don't remember it like other people remember it um you you had to be like not even born no i was so the murder took place june 12th of 1994 so i was three uh okay i was just not just getting ready to turn three actually my birthday's this month um so yeah so i don't remember the trial and you know the devastation when you know he was acquitted and I, i don't remember any of that um i just know it because of honestly because of pop culture references over the years um you know that's the only reason why i've really been into it uh when when if i did it came out um i i was already really into true crime at that point i mean i guess in case you guys don't know 
Um, you know, there's my, so I, I, I went to college and I dropped out. I'm proud of it. I'm proud that I dropped out. Um, but I, I majored in criminal psychology. I minored in astrophysics. So that's why, uh, that's kind of where these two worlds kind of meld my weirdness. So I've been in a true crime for probably longer than I've been into like all the weird shit. Mm. Um, but when, if I did, it came out, I read it and then I got really, really into the case. And that's where like the main theory that we're going to talk about kind of came from was because that was one of the first things that I'd heard. Um, not in if I did it, um, but because I, I started researching it more. So Pat, do you remember the, the trial? Yeah. I mean, I remember being at, uh, Mike Moy's three star on 103rd and 8th and Western about, and it's Chinese food place in Chicago. And my mom and I there for dinner and the white Bronco, um, chase being on the TV. Like I remember sitting there eating Chinese food with her and watching that shit. And, uh, you know, that whole entire summer, the, the trial took place mostly over the summertime, correct? Yeah. Okay. There was no soap operas, <laughs> which I was yeah. like, which I wasn't like a huge soap opera person as a child, but like, I guess I kind of was, but it was all that was on during the, te- during, during the day. Every single station was nothing but the OJ trial. Uh, it was the hugest thing, and it was all over everything from SNL. There was it was just it was the only thing that the country was talking about. Yeah. The Cato Kalin, Marsha Clark's hair, all the weird Judge Ito, and I think Letterman had like the dancing Itos, and there was like they'd come out and they'd do these fucking dance. Like every aspect of that trial was turned into a punchline. Right. And it was turned into some kind of like just joke thing. And, um, you know, I, I mean, just look at like the like the Cato phenomenon. Like after that, like Bud Light paid that dude to go to bars yeah. and like sell Bud Light. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like he would do like, you know, like they used to do the like the, the what's up guys. Like they would go to bars yeah. or local radio DJs would go to bars like this Friday night at Joe Bailey's meet Lou Brutus. And it was like. Cato Kalin, like he, he yeah. became this this the fucking celebrity, and who was he? He was a guy that lived in the in the fucking pool house, yeah, where where Nicole Brown Smith was fucking killed or whatever, you know. Um, is that her name? Well, no, he lived at he lived at OJ's house. I, no, 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 he didn't. He lived in Nicole's house. Where did he live at? No, I think it was OJ. I don't. I mean, we should. Jesus, we don't even know where fucking Kato's from. Well, you know, I feel like I heard the story so many times. I didn't. I didn't no, he lived it. in OJ's because he. he That's what I thought. He, yeah, he saw um, OJ leave to go to the airport. Yeah, so it was. It was just like it was so. Even as a kid, it just kind of became. It was just everywhere. You couldn't hide from it. It just. Yeah. It just totally was absorbed, and then the fact that he got off and like the narrative in the news at the time was, was pretty much, he did it. Yeah. And he got off because, uh, those cops were racist and, um, you know, it was after the Rodney King thing. So there was already those, I remember those like riots in LA and those race riots and it was kind of a kind of a weird time although yeah. as a ki- as a kid like you're aware of things but i don't know how aware of it i don't know how much it kind of mirrored the george floyd stuff maybe maybe pretty closely now that i think about it as an adult looking back but there was it was definitely a period of civil unrest heightened racial tension in this country right yeah and um 
And this kind of w- was at the ep- somewhat at the epicenter of it. It was one of the major uh major focal points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it was. You know, and it was just kind of a um well, like you said, everybody was talking about it. I mean, it was it was hot news. It was it was what was, you know, it, you were in the know about it. And I'm not sure exactly. I mean, maybe because of the race situation going on, you know, maybe because OJ was a, you know, famous person. I don't know. Well, you know, who exactly was was OJ Simpson? Uh, for people that don't know, OJ was a what he was a football player. Well, that was that's exactly what I was going to start talking about. I knew him because he did like he had like two SNL skits and uh, that were way before my time, but they would show him whenever they did like the best of SNL. Um, I guess he was a host and did like a couple skits and stuff that were were pretty well done. Okay, I knew him from the Naked Gun movies. Oh, really? I didn't know shit about football, and I didn't know. And he was like more of a college football player. I thought, like, I don't know. I th- I know he was in the F- NFL, but whenever they talked about him, it was it was because of his uh, college football days. And like, it was the guy. It was it it was the guy from Naked Gun, and that was it. And, <laughs> and, and it was the juice, <laughs> right? And he were what, what was this? Whatever his name was, but like, I I couldn't believe that he was that famous or he meant that much to that many people. Because to me, he was just this, he was like this crazy background actor. Just somebody. Well, yeah. I, I think he probably was. I mean, like I said, he, he was definitely, he did the sports thing. Um, he, he was in the NFL, um, you know, and we'll kind of get into some of those things a little bit more in a bit. Um, but, you know, he, I don't think he was like, I mean, he was famous, but I don't think he was like crazy famous or anything. He wasn't Michael Jackson, you know, he wasn't anybody that was like, you know, huge, huge um but 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 you know this this was a big deal and you know to the point to where we are still talking about this to this day um but you, you know, know everybody oh go ahead oh can i talk about one movie that he was in sure. that honestly is worth checking out for a lot of different reasons capricorn one are you familiar with that no i've never just because it. it ties in just because it ties into the show um it's about them faking the moon landing oh so it's about they try to go to Mars and they make a big deal about going to Mars and uh they end up they end up canceling the flight. So they take the astronauts and they have them film the Mars landing on a sound stage. And then uh then they try to kill the astronauts because they don't want it to get out. They're afraid that um they're afraid that uh the astronauts are going to are going to spill the beans. So they go to kill him, and OJ uh, like is one of the astronauts, and he escapes and stuff. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a really good movie. It's one of those like seventy sci fi movies, like Logan's Run yeah. or like Soylent Green. You know, back when they used to make or Planet of the X, the original Planet of the Apes, when they used to make like kind of like studios would make like kind of edgy science fiction movies. But uh, that was another. That was one of OJ's uh, earliest starring roles um, after Roots. But yeah, definitely that's worth checking out. Not only because it's OJ, and uh, but also because of the conspiracy stuff of it. Cause it's basically about faking the moon landing. Okay, okay. Well, I, I had no idea. I, I've never heard of that. Maybe we'll have to check it out. Um, but yeah, so I mean, you know, right off the rip, like I said, everybody kind of knows. Everybody's, you know, on the same page. OJ uh, did it, right? I mean, everybody's, you know, he's, he, he, killed, he killed Nicole and, and Ron Goldman. Um, you know, I, I think the bigger, I think the reason why this blew up also so big was because of the, uh, the, because of the police chase, um, yeah. you know, that, that was televised. And I think 
that wasn't really normal back then or you know it just wasn't really something that um that happened like that but you know we're not really here to talk too much about that um oj was acquitted because of a lack of evidence there just simply was not enough to convict him on whatever you want to believe uh because it was one of the prosecutors did like drop the end bomb or something in private and you know i mean there was some scandal going on and stuff there um but at the end of the day there really wasn't enough evidence i mean what's what's the famous line if, if the glove doesn't fit you must acquit or whatever right and and it didn't you know um but it wasn't just that uh it, it was a lot of things um this this guy came out with a with a book um that proclaims that he can prove that oj is innocent and that not only is oj innocent um but it was actually oj's adult son jason simpson who committed this murder right and a lot of people have never even heard of this before um mm -hmm. and, and it's pretty wild now jason simpson was never questioned by police mm -hmm. or anything like that um but you know of course people did take it upon themselves for the time being to kind of come over and go through the other possibilities there are a bunch of other possibilities oj says that he thinks it was drug related all right um and and okay so we'll stop for a second before we go any further and kind of like i had already touched on earlier everybody's gonna, gonna say this and i know well i i know he did it i know oj did it because he wrote that book describing exactly how he would do it and exactly what happened um well here's something oj did not write that book for one somebody else wrote it for him o oj of is course. not smart enough to write a book <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't write it um what had happened was he made a deal uh with this author or with this publisher or whatever and in exchange for six hundred thousand dollars um he he agreed to be a part of writing this book um this was after the civil suit filed by the goldmans who they won the civil suit uh, which is a totally different matter than the criminal uh, than the criminal suit, you know, the criminal okay. uh, trial. Um, he had no money, and so he took it. He took the deal. And what OJ said, and it was against, you know, his his manager said, "Don't do this." And he said, "You know what? Everybody thinks I already did it anyway, so I might as well just take the money." And not, yeah. you know, <clears throat> not that we're we're dunking on OJ. Uh, he there, there's plenty of there's plenty of famous people whose autobiographies have been ghostwritten. Right. You know what I mean? That's, that's a yeah, very, that's and anybody that knows anything knows that. So I, I, I know that I'm, I'm preaching the choir on that. Anybody listening to the show probably knows that the fact that he had a ghostwriter for that book should not surprise anybody. No. We're not saying that he's incapable of stringing sentences together. He's some kind of dummy in the grand scheme. No, he's not that dumb. Yeah. It's just, this is, this is the way it's done. You know, usually an, usually a, uh, celebrity will sit down with somebody and kind of go over everything with them. And that person massages their life story into a narrative and figures out where we come in and what note we come in on, what note we go out on the beats that you want to hit. Um, you know, these people are not necessarily authors. <laughs> well, and if you've ever, yeah, there's very few celebrities that, that write their own autobiographies and you usually know it when you're reading it. Um, but yeah, you bring up an excellent point that his son was never questioned by the police. Never. But an interesting fact that our research un unveiled was that even though he was never, even though Jason uh, was never interviewed by the police, 
OJ still went through the trouble of hiring him a top criminal attorney yes. days after uh, the murder and before his own arrest. Yes, he did. At the time, his son was not being investigated by the police in any way, and yet OJ felt the need to have his son lawyer up before he even did. Right. And that, I think, is one of the most telling aspects of this theory. Now, I'm not going to subscribe one way or the other because – you know, it's been so long, but I think what I think that it this is definitely you know on Wednesdays we talk weird, we travel on conspiracy theories, sure. and this this theory that his son is responsible has a lot of fucking legs to it, and ha- has a lot of uh, there's a lot of evidence to definitely strongly suggest that his son uh, was involved, if not was the main perpetrator of the crime. Right, and and I this is something that I've. You know, it sounds crazy, but it is definitely something that I, I've been willing to to give thought to for many, many years. I mean, this wasn't just kind of a random, oh, let's just find something weird to talk about this week. Like, this is actually something that, like, I've been adamantly passionate about. Uh, I go on my true crime groups whenever people talk about OJ, and I just try to tell everybody, you know what? I don't think he did it. I think his son did. And, of course, I I never have anybody ever agree with me, ever. But then again, they don't know. They've never really looked into it like that. You know, they just go along with the narrative. Hey, OJ did it. We know he did it. But, right. you know, when, when when you're really into, like, you know, this criminal law, I mean, you know that, there, again, there really isn't any evidence to support that OJ committed this murder. Now, OJ was a very, um, you know, okay, OJ and Nicole had a very checkered past when it came to domestic violence. However, Nicole wasn't innocent either. You know, um, she and and this is coming from I am, you know, I, 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 I wear many hats. I'm also a domestic abuse advocate for my county. I am a domestic violence uh, survivor, um, you know, and, and I know that, you know, sometimes you're beating up on each other. You know, <laughs> there's not just one innocent party. Um, you're both, you know, abusive to each other. Now, there are plenty of victims. Um, but, you know, from from the records, um, Nicole was also very uh, she was very I mean, she was violent towards OJ. And they just like I said, they just hated each other. It seemed allegedly. Um, but I know that OJ has been uh, in trouble and like the police reports were written out in Nicole's favor. But he was never violent towards his kids. Now, Jason Simpson is from OJ's previous marriage. So he's older you know, by the time that OJ and Nicole got together. And then OJ and Nicole ended up having having children together. But OJ's been reported as being a very good father. I mean, his kids were absolutely devastated when all of this happened because they just couldn't believe that their dad could do something like that um, because he'd never had this really violent history. I mean, you know, again, even with like his quarrels with like him and Nicole, I, I think he might have hit her one time and, you know, and, and, and blacked her eye. But other than that, which I'm not saying is good. Other than that, he was he would like, you know, throw things around the house and, you know, make threats and things like that. Again, not great. But that yeah, and that's a that's a far cry from premeditated murder with a it with is. a fucking knife. Which, yeah. you know, um to to kind of cast a more suspicious light on Jason, uh he was known to have he had a he had a knife that fit the murder weapon. Yeah. Um he had he had you know a lot of they, they tried to say that uh oj could have had this this type of knife because of it was like a prop from like a movie that he had done yeah um where where he played a navy seal um but jason was actually in the army and navy academy like he was he was actually i don't know if he wasn't a seal 
but he was actually in the military. So, and had this type of knife, you know, uh, it wasn't a prop. It wasn't something that was given to him at some point in his life. This was something that was a weapon that he used, was trained to use in combat and still had. And, uh, they, it matches the injuries suffered to Nicole um after the fact you know well what was william deer's the guy that wrote the book and um and i'll uh link that so you guys can get it because there's so much more but what had actually happened was he had purchased a um a storage locker that was previously uh, previously owned by jason simpson and in the storage locker he found this knife that matched up with what the possibility of the murder weapon could be right now they were saying that the specific set of knives that oj had was what match was what you know he could have used to kill um you know ron and nicole however forensics showed that they didn't match up you know so scientifically that they they weren't the, the weapon um but then deer went on to have the knife that jason had examined and, you know, not only did, did the blade markings match up, uh, the butt of the knife matched up to the, a blunt force uh, injury to Nicole's head. Mm-hmm. So kind of weird. Uh, Jason was also I mean, he was he was previous uh, military. He was in the he was in the uh, Naval Academy and he, um, you know, he's he was trained how to use these things <laughs> like he was trained to know how to use these weapons. Right. Um, you know, so that's just, uh, you know, one one thing. Um, multiple pieces of evidence, you know, OJ was, um, OJ had, I think he, he had one injury to himself on his, he had like a cut or something on his cheek. I believe he said that that happened from shaving or who knows, um, you know, something, you know, like a scratch. And, you know, one, one piece of evidence that they know for sure is that Ron Goldman was like he was really bruised up on his hands. He he had defensive, you know, markings. He obviously He was a third degree black belt, so he right. knew he knew how to defend himself and he had it had shown that he had done combat with whoever the attacker yeah. was. He had tried, right. And OJ had not a scratch on him. OJ was also, right. even though like he he's he was at this point he was retired. He wasn't doing the NFL anymore. He had gone on to movies and TV shows and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um because of multiple injuries sustained i think his his career his football career was even cut short because he had like such a severe injury at some point mm-hmm. you know he was not capable of fighting off a third degree black belt you know he just wasn't i mean right. was he was he a big strong dude yeah i'm sure he was but you know and, but then not just to fight this guy off but to have no markings out of it whatsoever just weird right and to be able to drop two people like granted whoever did this had the element of surprise coming for them but like it's you know you got to be like a ninja assassin to drop two people and walk away without a scratch especially when one of them's a fucking third degree black belt yeah you know so it would make it would make a lot of sense that whoever whoever the murderer was you know granted they emerged victorious but they got it they must have taken a hell of a beating they had to have right? and jason was never uh you no, know examined, examined by the police right. because he was never a suspect right you know and there was there was physical evidence that was that N- nicole had on her um like she like scratched people she had blood on her fingernails or whatever from fighting off her attacker yeah. as well that that evidence did not match oj's yeah they, they yeah, scraped that dna did DNA not come from him yeah and so, it wasn't his yeah right yeah. um which granted now that we're saying some of this stuff it could also 
maybe there you know could also lend some credibility to the theory that maybe it was OJ and somebody else. Right. Right. But at least, yeah, but maybe it was two people and that's how they were able to do this. But then it's like, you know, that's some crazy shit. Like, Hey, help me kill my. (laughs) Well, right. And shut the fuck up and don't ever say anything about it ever again. You know, it's right. And we both have alibis. We're both going to get away with it. Like, right. I mean, it just, you know, who, who could it have possibly been then? And you know, other things like, uh, you know, there were, there were multiple fingerprints found around the property. None of them matched OJ's. OJ's. None of them OJ's, Footprint, yeah. The footprints were right. not, were smaller than OJ's feet. They couldn't, that those bloody footprints could not have been OJ's. They couldn't have been. When you tell me the guy donned, you know, shoes that were three sizes too small for just a murder. You're giving OJ a lot of credit here. Again, we're not saying that he's, you know, completely uh, disabled, but he's not a very smart man. And especially well, this type of crime you're talking about, this would be more of a crime of passion rather than a premeditated. He really had no reason to kill her besides the fact that they had a rocky relationship. There's nothing, you know, he wasn't worried about child support and stuff like that. He was already paying it. They were already separated, had been separated, living in separate houses. So what, um, but Jason had been diagnosed with a rage disorder. Yes. Um, and he had been known to, you know, make angry and violent outbursts and and had uh it, the article i was ready was known to black out and uh be committed to the hospital on several occasions after hearing voices in his head so this dude was like all kinds of fucked up yeah and that could potentially lead someone to to take things a couple steps further than somebody just getting pissed at their wife and taking a swing at her you know that type of rage disorder you know, you'll get in a car and go somewhere. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Or yeah. who knows? I mean, I don't know the exact setup. Like maybe he knew that she was fucking around on him, on his dad. Well, and maybe, I, maybe that factored into it or maybe some, he knew. for some reason they never really got along. Um, you well, know, it's a stepmom. I, I mean, I remember I, that's all not a unique that. relationship. Well, right. And he was, you know, by the People time. People get along with their step parents in porn. Yeah, well, that's right. That's a, that's a really good point. I mean, she was probably, I mean, she was probably closer to his age than, than she was the OJs. But, um, you know, that doesn't matter. Jason had a very, you know, he, he just had these violent outbursts and like he had this, this violent past. Um, you know, he actually had a criminal record and well, I had a bunch right. of petty shit. Um, you know, one of them was uh, assault with a deadly weapon when he actually attacked his, one of his girlfriends with a knife. Right. and almost killed her right and you know and it wasn't just her I, I mean it was other people um you know he was at the time that the murder took place he was on probation for attacking his boss he was a chef and he was on probation for attacking his boss with one of the knives there you know wow. so it's not like this was unheard of for him to attack people's knives that was kind of his his calling. That was kind of his thing. Right. <laughs> he was, if he was a Batman villain, that would be he would be the knife guy. Right. You know? Exactly. And you know, who knows? Who knows why he was, you know, why he would have been there or could have been at Nicole's or whatever. I mean, again, his we'll talk about his, his speaking of his job as a chef, talk about his alibi too. Um yeah. or his lack thereof. He was supposed to be working that night and um the time card that he punched in and out of, uh, he had he had just signed for it, which is something that you do when when the time clock isn't working. Uh, except the time clock was was working. There was no reason he was the only person that that signed in and out on his time card, 
And that was kind of his alibi. But once again, because he was never investigated, they didn't really do a whole lot of digging and talk to people that were, you know, like, did this guy disappear for a couple hours? Did he come in late? Did he leave early? Um, I guess they never figured any of that out. But well, and kinda- he, and when Deer was investigating, um, you know, I don't remember exactly who who Jason spoke with, but like he did mention that he was, you know, I was at work that night. I was serving 200 people. Um you know, it was, it was a full night at the restaurant. It couldn't have been anywhere else. Um, when when Deer went back to that restaurant and asked what their capacity was, it was only like 80 to 90 people. Yeah. So he couldn't have been serving. I mean, does that mean anything exactly? Well, I don't know. When you kind of put everything together, it might have, you know. Um, Jason also was known for, he had a very troubling diary. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That he you know, specifically wrote out that he would harm anybody that caused any, you know, anything bad to their loved ones, which, you know, again, OJ was tore up about this. I don't think that, you know, whether whether OJ killed her or not, you know, for whatever reason, if he did kill her, it was because he thought that he loved her that much that like she was going to be with him or she was going to be with nobody. You know, uh, OJ was in love with Nicole. They had a very interesting relationship. Everybody knew it. I mean, from the start, OJ got together with Nicole while he was still married to his ex-wife. And, uh, you know, everybody said it was a love for sight. They were the perfect pair. They were just crazy about each other, you know. Um, but, you know, so, you know, was it could have been because Jason, you know, felt like, you know, Nicole hurt, you know, somebody that he loved, his father. And that's why he he did this. Um, you know, and, and oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, yeah, but you know what the thing is when you're OJ and you got all that money. Women come and go. <laughs> like wow. when you when you have that much money and you're fucking OJ Simpson. Now, granted, you're not you're not George Clooney, you're not Tom Cruise, but you're still somebody. You know, are you gonna risk throwing it all away to commit a double homicide because your girlfriend's gonna break up with you? No. Yeah. You're gonna be like, you know what? whatever i'm gonna go to vegas for fucking uh, a long weekend and i'm me and the boys are gonna bang some hoes and i'm gonna come back and <laughs> i'll find wife number three you know <clears throat> at that point in oj's life he was older you know and he i think he was ready to have that kind of stable oh dude like no 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 here's the thing he was old when this happened he was probably like in his he was probably like my age he was probably like in his 40s or something yeah. right but like, think about what he did, like, what was it, 10 years later when he broke into that Las Vegas hotel room and, like, oh, robbed those dudes? Yeah, he robbed them <laughs> of his memorabilia. Right, exactly. <laughs> but my, my point is, is, like, the dude still had some gangster in him then. Yeah. So you're going to rewind in the clock 10 years and, like, you know, he still had a little bit of lean to him. Like, I, I don't I don't think he's going to throw his leg. This wasn't, like, the last piece of ass he was ever going to get, and this was yeah. it. And when she leaves him, he was destitute. He'd probably be like, I'll find me another white bitch. Like, who fucking cares? Like, <laughs> he's not going to kill her. But you have, like, a you have a mentally ill, very mentally ill, trained to kill son who doesn't know who the fucking enemies are and, and blames other people for his problems, which he obviously had many. Um, that, to me, seems more likely of a motive and catalyst to do something like this. Yeah. Not, oh, my God, my wife's going to leave me. I'm a millionaire. What the fuck am I going to do? I know. I'm going to commit double homicide and risk losing it all because if I can't have her, no one will. Like, dude, yeah. 
No, well, I agree. It doesn't. Well, just like, you know, last week's episode with the guy, the flight person committing suicide just doesn't make much sense. I understand. Right. But mm-hmm. sometimes shit that doesn't make people do stuff. And I don't know. Yeah, but right. I, I wouldn't kill anybody. I mean, unless I absolutely had to, um, you know, unless I, I was fighting for my life. I mean, I wouldn't kill anybody. Um, right. But, you know, it is I'm kind of waiting for the chance. I'm not going to lie to kill someone you just yeah wish a motherfucker would huh <laughs> i mean like i'm not gonna put i'm not gonna risk it all for it but like you know if i'm if it's there eh. oh i'm not you know i'm not gonna act like i haven't thought about especially being a you know again a, a domestic abuse survivor I, I have i've thought about it if i'm put in that position again what am i gonna do well next time i'm probably gonna kill them because right that's you what know. I mean. Stuff like that, like right. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's. I'm not. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not innocent. Of course. It's kind of too old to let people walk away. Like if you, I'm in a position, you know, for some people. <laughs> some people, not everybody, not a lot of people. I've since learned, you know, since I've been through, and again, maybe one of these days I'll share the entirety of of the saga of why I am the way I am and who I am. Um, but you really kind of learn the meaning of hate um and you differentiate between just really strongly disliking a person and really actually genuinely hating them mm. and uh those people that that you hate you kind of learn that they kind of deserve it but i should stop incriminating myself um oh this will all be yeah this will be played back in court one day oh it's it is they're gonna be like uh you said that they deserve it i'm like God damn it. ryan murphy's gonna make a mini series on this fucking i hope so i, I like hope it. so too <laughs> Like an OJ, gonna play, yeah, they're going to be like, uh, we know exactly who did this. If they did a mini series, who would play you? Who would play me? Oh, that's a really good question. Probably, um, what's her name? Everybody says I look like the one girl, um, Emma Watson. Wait, Emma Watson or Emma Stone? Emma Stone. I was, you know, when we were doing the, uh, I won't, I, yeah. I can't really talk about it, but what we, the, what, what we were, were we talking, doing? no, we <laughs> okay. were talking, we, we, we had another episode that we did in, in the, not too far back where, uh, I was going a bit that I was going to do was talk about if they had made a Netflix series based on the topic of that podcast, who would play who, I think we talked about it after the fact. And I, I did the casting where I was going to be either James Vanderbeek or, or Ben Affleck or something. And I thought you would Emma Stone sounds good. Yeah, probably. Emma Stone. Well, I did that like reface thing for the Cruella stuff, speaking of which. And uh, and like I put my face on there and you, you almost can't tell. I'm like, oh, well, because I don't see it. I'm like, I don't think I'm mean, anything like everybody's like, it's just your facial expressions. I'm like. But then like when I look when I, when I did that, the reface thing, I was like, oh, OK, all right. I see it now. Anyway, that this has nothing to do with OJ. Um, so <laughs> Well, I'm out of OJ stuff to talk about, so this is all you for the rest of the show. <laughs> well, you know, now of course we, you know, kind of uh speculate, you know, what are some of the th- you know, what what you know, cause cause Pat, this was new to you, right? You didn't know any of that. You this was no, a new thing for you. This is something you brought up. We were gonna do something different this weekend. You brought this yeah. up Friday night, and I was yeah. like, get out of here. There's people that actually think that he didn't do it because once again, just being your average run-of-the-mill pop culture citizen that remembers all this stuff, that was just the narrative. And I guess that kind of speaks to like how persuasive the media can be when it's supposed to be being bi- unbiased. It wasn't. The narrative from day one was that he did it. Yeah. And there was no question about it. And I, I think everybody that uh, – probably everybody listening to the show just kind of assumed he did it. Right. And – then to 
just say, well, maybe he didn't. Let's entertain that idea for a second. And I was like, okay, you know, maybe they faked the moon landing. Maybe the Loch Ness Monster sure. is real. Okay, that's what we do on this show. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But then when you look at the evidence that suggests that it's his son, you know, I won't say it's like, you know, overwhelming. But, I mean, it's it's a pretty – it casts a reasonable doubt. And, you know, you got to remember he was acquitted of the criminal case. And – you know, granted, he was found guilty of the civil case, and there's different uh, there's different um, criteria for a conviction with both of those. Um, and I think there was a lot of social stuff going on at the time that could have swayed things one way, and then the pendulum swung back really hard the other. Sure, you know, to where, but you know that that's better left for another sure time. But like, yeah, I think it was interesting just to kind of explore this and to say, you know. Let's put on our what if caps for a second and keep an open mind and look at this stuff, you know. And now I'm like, I, I honestly, I am nowhere near as sure as I was before that he was guilty. Um, I think that this is definitely it, it. It it definitely casts a shadow of a doubt. And if I was on a juror, if I was a juror for this case, for this criminal case, and I was presented with this evidence. Um, which is another thing you could talk about, you know, in a second about how they never really did offer a competing theory, you know, right. which I know sometimes they do in criminal cases where like, you know, it's not about, you know, it's not the defense's job to solve the crime. Right. The defense's job is just to say you got the wrong person. Right. But sometimes the defense will kind of do that, too, because they want to really give the jury, you know, that extra oomph to say not only did my guy not do it, but this is who probably did. Right. They didn't do that in this no. case. Well, they, which would make sense if he didn't want to incriminate if it was his, his own son. son. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, or look at the fact that he hired lawyers first. I mean, that to me is like is like red flag number one. Why would he even suspect that his son had anything to do with yeah. this unless he knew something? Yeah. He didn't get all his kids' lawyers right away. He didn't get, no. you know, he didn't go around lawyering up all his buddies. Like, he went and hired defense attorney like you know before his attorneys. own defense he right. hired a defense for his son yeah yes and that to yeah. me should immediately start casting doubt and the fact that like yeah it's his kid he would if he knew he was going to get off on it and he just had to go through the motions of this fucking trial he'd go up there and keep his mouth shut and sit well and he was you know when they when they had the chase scene and all that i mean he was found with items to make a, a getaway right everybody thought he was going to flee and that's what was going on except and, and and then other things kind of add up to that I, I think he took a bunch of money out of an account you know weird stuff except during the chase scene everybody kind of seems to forget like he had a gun in his hands he was going to kill himself that was the plan. So he didn't plan to flee. Which one was it? Did he plan to flee or did he plan to kill himself? What if he was, you know, taking stuff out to help somebody else flee and then kill himself? That you know, that makes a little more wow. sense. Wow. Well, I that's, mean that's that's pretty fucking severe. Like you're gonna you're gonna give your kid money to run and then you're gonna shoot yourself so they just assume you did it. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe the maybe the gun was for the kid too. Well, it could here, be. Here's, I mean here's fifty thousand dollars and a beretta. We're both we're we're both parents, you know, and you know you do anything for your kids, and you would, you know, just about. I mean, uh, you, know, <laughs> you would just about do anything for I your kids. I mean, what are these? No, you, you know what pack? though? No, I, I honestly can I can I be completely honest sure. with you? If one of my kids committed a crime, I would make them face up to it. 
Well, you know, I, I would like to believe that that's what I would do as well. But when you're talking about something like murder, you know, you're facing the death penalty, you're facing life in prison. I mean, it's completely it's not just like they're going to go away to juvie for a little bit and they're going to get out and come back. And then you. but it's not like they're going to have a fulfilling. Hey, you, you, you face up to it. You do. You did the crime. You got to face up to it. Plead guilty. Throw yourself on the mercy of the court rehabilitate yourself do what you got to yeah. do otherwise what's the other option live on the run live on the run forever well when you and, got oj and, money sure. and what kind of life are you gonna fucking have with that you think that's gonna be a fulfilling life spending your whole life looking over your shoulder it's not but this isn't the first time that parents have have done something there's actually a, a case going on right now um with a girl called uh her name's tristan bailey and she was found murdered and there's a and she's a 14 year old girl maybe 13 13 14 um and the suspect right now is a four is another 14 year old kid and it's kind of a big case i don't know if anybody knows again i'm a big true crime nerd um but i've been following it and like the mom was just arrested because she was caught on home surveillance camera cleaning the blood off of her son's jeans she didn't commit the murder um but she was definitely more than happy to cover for her son you know because she's because you panic you don't know what you're gonna do until you're in a situation like that you know what i mean and so maybe you know maybe that's that's what happened here now another possibility is that what if you know and we kind of toyed with it earlier uh what if oj had help and what if the help was his son right but then it's like hey me and you're gonna go kill your stepmom like why would you bring your kid into that like do you love your kid like i would i mean just because i'm not gonna cover up for my kid kid murdering somebody and help them go on the run for the rest of their life because i think that's the best idea doesn't mean that i'm gonna involve them into a crime that i want to commit that's shitty parenting. Yeah, that is really shitty parenting. I mean, you but know what it's I mean? a possibility. I mean, and that's why there's so much evidence to back up the fact that Jason was there because he was, but OJ was there as well, you know, and so that kind of makes so, some sense. Um, and OJ's not going to own up to that because he, um, you know, he, why would he? In the book, no, and again, and I know what I've said already about the book, about, you know, if I did it. He says someone else was there, and he's not going to name who it was. Huh. It it says that. Now, could that have just been, you know, the author editing it? Yeah. Because, again, it's OJ did not sit down with this person and go word for word for word. They did one interview, and then the book was written. So anything could have been in that book, and, and could it have been OJ's word? We don't know. But that is what's said. You know, while he's describing the murder... If you haven't read If I Did It and you're interested in the case, definitely read it. Um, but, you know, it, it's it's a lot of backstory. And then, like, the final chapters, you know, uh, you kind of then you get into the murder and, you know, the chase and kind of after and whatever. Um, but, yeah, when he's talking about the murder, he's talking about going over there. Um, he says somebody else was there, but he can't really remember who it was. It wasn't Ron. It was somebody, somebody else. And you know but but then he's not really going to name who it was he doesn't really talk about their involvement much but he does mention that another person was there an unnamed person so i don't know what that what that tells you what if uh nicole and jason were having an affair oh that's hot isn't that hot right there that's sexy right that's the sexy theory it could be and like i said i think she was closer to his age than she was oj's It's interracial. She's a stepmom. Oh my god! <laughs> imagine, imagine the dialogue right in that scene. Stop it! 
you know, what if that's what was happening? What if what if he was there at her house and Ron Goldman shows up to give her her glasses? He freaks out because there's another man showing up and he's going, oh, I knew it. My dad said you were a whore and and took them both out. But that would mean he'd have to have the knife on him. He was at the like, time. He, he was. He went to the Naval Academy. Why wouldn't he have a knife on him? Uh, I mean, I guess. I know dudes. I know fucking neckbeards that carry knives around just because they think they're cool, you know. Um, but you know, it's just there's a lot of what ifs. Um, you know, definitely, and this is not even. This doesn't even scratch the surface of the evidence. Let me tell you, this this William Deere guy, he really, really goes into it. So, um, what's his theory? Is that Jason did it solo or with OJ? So, uh, I solo OJ is completely innocent, just trying to cover up for his child. And was Jason banging the mom? Uh, I, no, okay, no. you're just you're just a pervert. You're just uh, yeah, yeah, I'm just you know, okay. I'm just throwing out there. I mean, hey, we, that's what we do on fun. Wednesdays, too. Um, you know, yeah, exactly. Uh, but no, 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 he uh, but he's got I think he's got like over 200 pieces of evidence in this book, or it's something crazy like that. Um, it's called OJ is Innocent, and I can prove it again. It's by William Deere, you can get it on Amazon, I'll post a link. Um, but mm. read the reviews. Um, so many people on it's it's not like you know, some of these books that are all like conspiracy and weirdness, like they'll have like two stars, right? This does not. Like everybody's like, Wow, I thought for sure it was OJ and, and now I'm finding out that it's not. You know, people, people are having their minds blown by this thing. Uh, you know, they're 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 confused. Um, so you know, there's definitely something to it. Uh the BBC also did a documentary on it. Right. Um, and it was called uh oh gosh, I don't know. I think I have that. Wait, no, here it is. It's called OJ Simpson, The Untold Story. Um, so it's very similar. Now, I will tell you, I have tried to watch this, and I thought that the way it was presented was boring as fuck. Surprisingly, even though it sounds like it'd be really interesting, I just think that the narrative itself was very boring. It was bad storytelling with bad reenactments. Um, but, you know, you if you're not a reader um, and you're more of a watcher, you can definitely watch it instead of, of reading it. But I recommend it, guys. Look into it. I know it sounds crazy. And I know that a lot of people might see this episode and just go, oh, there was Asher's and Pat talking about their weird stuff again. But like, no, really, like, honestly, you know, if we're going to present you these theories, at least, you know, you should know by now that, you know, we're not neither of us are really like 100 percent sold on the, some of the conspiracies that we talk about. I mean, we're honest with you, right? We we, we like to present the facts here. And uh, this one, personally, I don't think OJ did it. I think his son did it. And as somebody that just kind of, once again, absorbed the pop culture stream of consciousness that this, he was unquestionably guilty. Um, I don't know, man. I'm, uh, I'm definitely more open-minded about it. It was a lot of food for thought. So Yeah, yeah. I, I think that they're, I think there definitely might be something. Obviously, I wasn't there, um, you know, and I hate to say that OJ is completely innocent um, because, again, you know, it could have been that he was there also. Um, but he did rob those guys in that hotel room. He did, well, I mean, he stole his own shit. So I, I don't know. Is that okay? <laughs> was he, I mean, it was his stuff to begin with. You know, I don't know. <laughs> that he forfeited. He did. Well, I mean, yeah, but, you know, he did. I get you. Yeah, I know. He did his he did his crime. Shades of gray. Shades of gray. Whatever. I know that the Goldmans also now own, they own the rights to If I Did It. It was never released under OJ. OJ does not make any money off of a lot of things. Now, it's not that he's completely broke, but most things that he's contracted with or has to do, um, all the money goes to the Goldmans because of the civil case. So if you do decide to read If I Did It, um, you know, no one comfort that if you don't buy it used and you buy it new and you can even buy it off of like Kindle or whatever. 
um, you know, a digital copy. All the proceeds do go to the Goldman family. So that's good. Did you follow him on Twitter at all? I don't follow him on Twitter, no. I did on my – first of all, he's not verified. I'm just like hysterical. That's fucked up. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> second, like his – I followed him on my last Twitter because my my current Twitter is it's, it's not as big. I'm not following as many celebrities and shit. It's mostly just like podcast stuff and, and movie stuff or whatever. But um, he's, he's very entertaining on Twitter. And I definitely think when this episode drops, we should tag him in it. Yes. Because it would it could be interesting. I will happily tag him. Yeah, in fact, you want him to follow him now because he posts like golf videos, or or he'll give like commentary on things that are happening in the news, and uh, he's he's an entertaining Twitter follow. He's kind of in the same, uh, in the same uh, vein as like uh, Jose Canseco. Okay. Yeah, OJ the the real OJ thirty two, and he's got. 90,000 followers. He's not verified. Uh, and uh, he follows Elon Musk and a, a bunch of sports stuff and um, followers we know. Oh, you do follow him. What are you I talking about? I just followed him ju- while you're sitting here talking. I just now followed him. Okay. I was looking at his stuff. I was on it. Yeah, me, you, uh, Dilly Dill, and uh, oh, that's, that's right. You don't know the person. And Joe Rogan. Yeah, so. just started following him. That's so funny. Um, well, we'll talk a minute and see what he thinks. I don't think he's going to be very happy um, <laughs> because I don't think, you know, obviously if he was covering up for his son, uh, I don't think he, OJ can't be tried for it again, right? I mean, so if OJ just came out and was like, yeah, I did it, like, you, there's nothing we could do. Um, and that's right. kind of the thing also is that, you know, with this book deal, he, already, he said, everybody already thinks I did it anyway. So if everybody already thinks he did it anyway, if he really did do it, why not just tell everybody that you did it? Uh, I don't know. Unless you didn't do it, you know? Is because that, socially it, it would kill him. I mean, he then, already has, though, Pat. He it already has. Everybody uh, already thinks he did it. He still goes out in public. He still go to dinner places and, and play golf. And people may whisper at him across the room, but that's just about it. And I think if you went on TV and you gloated about how you did do it and you got away with it and you can't be tried again, ha, 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 you'd have a hard time pumping gas without people fucking. You don't have to do it that way, but he could he could do a whole bunch of appearances and talk about it. And he could, you know, there there are murderers that uh, that do, that, you know, end up the one guy in Japan. I don't remember his name, but he was a cannibal, killed some lady to, to eat her. We'll talk about him one day, too um but he went on to like make porn and shit like he got out of prison he never even went to prison he got lucky and went on to make porn and he's happily telling everybody how he did this and how he ate this woman and it was great he would do it again and you know they they can't try him again so and he's you know well i think he died of like cancer or something but like natural causes right casey anthony (laughs) dysentery something right (laughs) who knows you know casey anthony she's fucking out there and you know nobody's kicking her ass every day you know it's it's not like you know we really everybody talks about street justice well street justice doesn't have prison justice doesn't really happen that's a myth street justice is a myth you know that shit doesn't happen so if he did it he could make so much more money off of it if he admitted that he did right well i don't know but 
anyway, you know, that's let us know what you guys think. Do you guys think that oh after hearing all of this, do you think that he has a case? Uh or do you think that uh, there is a case worthy case against Jason? Do you think Jason had a hand in it? Do you think OJ's completely innocent? Um what you know, what do you guys think? Maybe I'll do a, a Twitter poll um after a couple days after this episode drops, but I'm curious. I want to know what you guys think about it. Uh you know, it's been going on for a long time that everybody just assumes that he did. But, you know, right. have, you, have you looked at the evidence? Really? Did you really? Um, you know, have you looked at this side of it? You know, let, let me know. So that's, uh, I don't know. Any final final thoughts on uh, OJ and, you know, rest in peace, Nicole Brown and, and Ron Goldman. Right. No, I got nothing. All right. Okay, guys. Well, with that being said, we will see you back here again next Wednesday.